Grimcast Manila is a podcast of creepy stories from around the metro. I'm your scaredy cat host, Antoinette, and I love a good ghost story. In this episode of our third season, fondly called Third Eye Not Blind, we're talking to Richie. Richie is a writer, editor, musician, and all-around sci-fi geek. Welcome to the show, Richie. Hello, hello. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, whatever the case may be. Um, so getting right into it, I mean, what started your interest in stuff like this? All stuff creepy and spooky? Uh, actually, uh, living in a very old house, 1946 vintage, was the start of it. Because seriously, this is the sort of thing na yung pag natutulog ako dati, when I sleep back, back in the day, the, uh-huh. the, 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 the street lamp would have the shadows of the trees going into my oh. window. So if there was sure. very windy, it would all be moving around and there would actually be back then QC being still very green, uh, rustling yeah. sounds and you could hear whispering, mm. which was actually just the leaves. So, you know, mm. it was, uh, it was literally growing up in a scary house and uh, okay. it was worse because actually the haunted part was experienced by a lot of people in the house. We're talking here multiple. Our mayor Doma would be like washing clothes, classic, uh, classic mm. batia over in the front yard, and then she'd see mm-hmm. a, a person in a uh, in a katiponero uniform walk by. That sort of thing. And in then, broad daylight? No, no, at night because she would she would oh. wash clothes at night. And then uh, in my case. It's uh, 14 years old and yeah, we were still doing the usual talking for hours on end, friends and ano, and people you like. Yes. And then the next thing you know, dun sa, kasi yung, our house has a lot of windows. We're talking here a lot. Tapos may aakyat na ulo. There's a head that will go up from the bottom of the window then look at you and then go down again. And I know that there's no one else with that sort of a haircut in our house. So that sort of thing. Is and this also, a first floor type situation or like second floor? Bigla? Well, impossible for the person to have done that without dogs barking. We have a lot of dogs. And then finally, sure. having 23 doors in the house. And then at the same time, uh, you yourself have seen it right behind me here. We have a lot of mirrors. Lots. We have a gigantic four by, uh, five by four mirror instead of the Jesus, Jesus Christ Last Supper in our own ano, dining room. Yes, some some of the maids have tried the stupid, uh, oh, you no. know that. Uh, yes, the candy, the, the candle, in bloody front of, Mary thing. Actually, here, Dana, and culturally here, you bring the candle to the mirror, and then you ask the mirror whom you will marry, and supposedly you'll see a face. Ah, uh, yeah, right, right, and, right. And then the sad part is, and... eh, one of them basically went home to the province after trying that. Apparently, she did not like what she saw. And some of my friends say that when they look through that mirror, it looks back. As in literally the 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 eye the the, the eyes of the of the reflections are not exactly following what their eyes are doing. So that sort of thing. Okay. That seems like a very storied history in your house. So I mean that being said, do you believe in ghosts? Um I have faces where I don't. Because frankly okay. There was a time where I was very, 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 very involved in supernatural stuff. As in, 
mm-hmm. could probably have made a living out of it. But, you know, ano yan eh, um, the best way to describe the situation, it's similar to what uh, a lot of the comic book mythologies would say that the moment you start doing this sort of thing, it just keeps on going in a spiral and you just end up being outside, an outsider, outside of society. It was not fun mm-hmm. because, you know, essentially people think mm. you're out there. So as time okay. goes on, you just decide, no, no, I'm, I'm staying away from that. But the problem is it also becomes less real or less real to you. That what, what, what seemed to be so real back then is now mm-hmm. not as real. But, ev- but every now and then you'll get an experience and you go like, yeah, that actually happened. So there. Right. So, I mean, would you be comfortable telling me a little bit about your third eye? Like you said that sometimes experiences happen to you and sometimes like for periods they don't. How does that factor into like, do you have a third eye? How would you describe it? Oh, okay. Um, yes. <laughs> I used to be part of a organization for the for supernatural investigation. So cannot mm-hmm. say the name, but that sort of a thing. And uh, my particular job in there involved being one of the guys who, if, if you know, somebody was already psychic sensitive or whatever, I was the guy who would actually break it open. As in, you know, or if there was a client or a client's child or something to that effect, nah, they would need to have the kid's third eye shut down. Again, my job. Mm-hmm. So... Um, mm-hmm. The reason for this is because uh, because of our house, I guess. Ever since I was a kid, you know, it was normal. I give you an idea. Um, our whole family, except maybe my mom, but lately hindi rin masyadong totoo yun. Um, my mom, for example, <laughs> who's the least least sensitive among us, she's already experienced the classic. She wakes up and there's somebody sitting on her chest. Chest and on her chest. Yeah, right. A small person sitting on her chest, and then a small person. Okay. Yes, and then. My older sister and my younger sister all have experiences and they're all very sensitive. Like um, because of that, that uh, there's this one case in our organization wherein uh, I, was, I brought home pieces of a car accident. The brake pedal and a few pieces of mm. clothing from the, what was in the trunk of the car, etc. And I was, you know, it was just given to me it's a, in a plastic bag and I walk into the front front. Uh, front of our house and then I, w- I went inside our living room and then my younger sister was playing piano at the time just looks at me and goes like whatever that is it's giving me a headache oh and then and then my older sister is the one whom all of us are actually you know she she's the she's the uh, no, she's the one with the more aggressive personality so what happened was every day or at least for a lo- many many days she would see like this duende on her table because I'm probably trying to court her or I know, etc. And she just got so angry. She just goes like, "No, no, don't do that." <laughs> and then just yep, shut it down. I, I'm sorry, but she actually friend zoned a duende because that's just at what least she it is. listened. <laughs> so, and then my dad. It's the, the the whole thing is really my dad's my dad's bloodline. Meron yung dugo ng albularyo as they say. And okay, yeah. So my mom's side, but that. Not so much at all. In fact, she was kind of surprised when she finally experienced it with that small person sitting on her chest. So that sort of thing. We actually checked her medically. We had to check her medically because, you know, yung, yung, the tightness yeah. of the chest is something cardiovascular. Yes. She's healthier than I am. No, no. So, 
it had to be something else. So there, um, third eye, yes, <laughs> definitely. It runs in our family. It's hereditary. Interesting. So, I mean, you mentioned that in your organization, you would sort of be in charge of breaking it open or shutting it down. Um, yeah, okay. There's a qualification there. Because of, I guess, it's like hereditary memory for me. I knew a lot of stuff instinctively. And that oh. was very useful because the head of the organization would require me to do a lot of things na, which were necessary for the, for the um, investigation. Like we're talking, oh, okay. we're talking here like um, sometimes uh, a spirit would simply not quit on a, a person. And then mm-hmm. it was like, Richie, uh, could you like get that guy and help him? Then I'd have to temporarily shut down the third eye just to make sure it doesn't uh, go with him. And then our house is considered a safe haven. After every major investigation, ghosts would be following us back. And kumbaga, the, 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 the waypoint, the safe point is my house. And that's because my okay. house is uh, somewhat designed, thanks to my mom and my, uh, thanks to my dad, is somewhat designed to make sure that anything that follows is trapped. If you're thinking like the old Ghostbusters and a ghost trap, yeah, this is exactly what this house is. So, there. But it's trapped in the house. 23 doors and about five mirrors, yes. <laughs> it, they so get that's lost. not probably, oh, they get lost, but they're in your house. So I wouldn't assume that would be a great thing for you living in your house. No, that depends. I simply don't close the door because like, for example, uh, my partner, for the first few years that uh, we were together here, would always be awoken by all sorts of things. Like, wake up in the middle of the night, and then there's somebody sitting at the side of the bed. Or uh, wake up, and there's that feeling of somebody looking down on you. Or wake up in the middle of the night, and somebody's holding on to your ankles. That sort of thing. And wow. Yeah. For the the funny thing though is that yours truly the worst thing is turn off the lights and you hear giggling. That's giggling. for me. Yeah, that's what they do to me. You know, you turn it off and it it sounds like somebody made a great joke and you can hear <laughs> that sort of thing. There's no sleeping without lights. <laughs> must be a, there must be a nightlight. I'm so sorry. I know people will probably laugh, but yes, experience with that sort of thing. Yes, I am a scaredy cat. I just want to sleep. I can completely relate with that. I still can't sleep without a light on. So yes. I completely respect that. And but then, I don't know why. Yeah. It's always the belief about light being some sort of magical thing. But seriously, for me, it's psychological. Because in my experience, I've seen ghosts even inside malls. Seriously, malls. <laughs> Normally, what we see, they look like they're walking around. Pero they're... Clothes don't match the era. So it's oh. like, oh, yep. Okay, he's wearing 80s. It's not <laughs> from this era. Or worse, you can see them walking around and it's like people are passing through them. Yep. So that oh. sort of thing. And I cannot mention for legal reasons, but yes, almost all the mall chains have it. Almost all. Wow. Okay. Even the newer ones? Surprisingly... That depends. For example, there is this one mall, which even though it was new at the time, it was built over mm-hmm. a cemetery. So that the, the, what, every, what everybody was uh, saying was that 
sometimes it's last full show for the, the for the theater, and there's still a lot of people in there. But when the lights go up, there's only about twenty. So that that's right. uh, way in the south. I'm sure that that it's well known. The one in the south. Here in the middle mm-hmm. of Cubao, Quezon City, where I live, Cubao itself, ugh, there's a lot. There is just a lot at night. That more <laughs> at light at night. There's more. Just just there's just more. Seriously. No, that's really interesting because I mean, Cubao is sort of one of those places that's still very much alive with people at night. I mean, matao siya. Um, there are places which um, the nickname in the organization was um, there, even though there are a lot of people, there can be a lot of people in a commercial place. There are places which mm-hmm. are silent or they literally shut down at night. Those are the weird parts. Mm-hmm. When you go there, it's like I see. right now, the area back then when they were, when they were, when they hadn't done urban renewal yet in Cubao, the area, the areas mm-hmm. near Cubao X and then mm-hmm. um, where the old COD was, and then right next to it, the old Cybels. Uh, Cybels is the building between Mercury Drug in uh, Yale and uh, in COD. Those those old mm-hmm. areas are st- were very active back then. But it seems it's true with new buildings, new lights, and more activity, mm-hmm. things get driven away. But mm-hmm. seriously, at times uh, you will still find like a pocket of silence, and that's where you get. That's where your hair stands on end and go like, yeah, this place, not exactly so. I mean, I, I totally get what you mean because I mean, as a as a normal college person at the time, I would frequent like places like Cubao X, which would be super alive. But the parking situation there would be across the street in the empty buildings right. where establishments would close. And I remember in particular, there would be a building right across it where people mm-hmm. would sort of park and mm-hmm. it would just be like dead. And it's just like looking into the dark windows. It's it's just it gives you the heebie-jeebies. So you just want to get it get away from there and into the party as soon as possible. Yes, yes, exactly what I'm saying. That with the rise, uh, I'm a bit of a technical guy. Even when it comes to to third eye and psychic abilities, seeing spirits, I firmly believe that with the rise of urbanization, we're essentially shrinking the areas where. Uh, stuff like this happens. I would call it what you will, supernatural, spiritual, etc. Mm-hmm. But that also means that in those small pockets, it gets pretty intense because they're not anymore spread out the across a bigger place. area. Mm. Right, right. So that's kind of why you would probably hear more stories like this and more people sort of open to the idea, let's say in the provinces where there's less development, things are more spread out. You know, there's a lot more, let's say, space there. Right. Definitely. Um, give you an idea. I used to go to the province a lot when I was a kid. I was the sort of guy that when it was summer class, a uh, summertime for high school, I disappeared from my classmates because I was mostly in the province. And mm-hmm. it was there that I saw some, a lot of weird stuff. You're talking here, really weird stuff. Like, I have actually seen the classic, it's like, um, Seeing them in the distance, candlelights, it's like a, a vigil that's walking across the fields. Yeah, I've actually seen uh-huh. that. That was actually creepy because I, I asked later, I was the only one there. And I asked later one of the kids there uh, about it. And they're just going like, you don't talk about that. And I'm like, we just oh, don't okay. talk about it? Yeah, they know it exists. And I'm uh, up to now, I'm still half a mind. Remember, I'm partly a skeptic at certain times. I still have half a mind to think it's some sort of like what? Um, um, hook balahap or 
or some sort of uh, yung, yung mga cultish, cultish things. But at the same time, the way they were saying it, dude, there was an actual feeling of fear. We're not talking here as in, it's not, they don't want to talk about it because it's a cult, but it's more like, you don't talk about that, period. So it's like, uh, okay, I'm not going to ask. Even at 14 years old. or Yeah, okay. I'm not going to ask about that. Right. Fair enough. Fair enough. But do mm. you actually, I mean, going back, do you actually right. remember the first time that you had an experience where your brain kind of just went, this is not right or this is not normal? Oh, definitely. I was a kid. And of course, I was a kid. Uh, probably about six to eight mm-hmm. years old. And wow. I was sleeping in my parents' bed. My mom was was asleep totally. And there was, uh, walked into the room. Para siyang, I know it's funny eh, because it's probably psychologically uh, no, um, but, uh, influenced by my mind. But something walks into the room and naka, mm-hmm. naka, ano siya, naka tribal look. And everything was perfect except the face was a goddamn skull. And then it was, uh, at the time I thought, uh, up to now actually, I have to think it's juggling stuff. But actually, parang meron lang siyang kinatapon-tapon in the air and like, catching it. It's like, ano, sticks, right? And then me being curious, I stand up on the bed and I reach towards the face to try and touch it because, you know, curiosity kills the cat. And my hand, my hand goes through the face. And after that, you have never seen a person try to burrow into the bed just to get underneath the mom para tago-tago and then get the, get the blanket and then hide also. But that was the first real memory I have of that. Before that, it was always the, the scary shadows of tree branches and the wind and the, mm. everything by the street lamp. That's really so. The the tribal look, the details were so clear yeah. to you, and like the skull face was also very clear to you. You were completely Actually, was, awake at this time. I was surprised because when I had a friend who knew how to sketch, draw it, the, the person was laughing because parang dami niyang mga classic cases of of yung cultural stereotypes for a tribal looking person. And yet, mm-hmm. one of the uh, when I talked to some, ano, some of you mga talagang mga people who studied the sort of uh, of shamanistic, ano, the details and etc., they were like going, you know, there's no surprise. It's like that because you're talking about apparently where mga ano um animist or shamanistic details for you mga actual people who used it back then. Siguro the only thing that was utterly funny there was because. Yung bahag was nice, so nice and neat. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yung bahag na suot okay. ng ano, nung spirit. But other than that, no. They were like saying, maraming symbolism yung, ano, yung, yung suot ng nung, ano, nung spirit or whatever it was. Although it seems that I took yung hair niya from watching mga Yanomamo tribe sa, ano, sa um, National Geographic documentary shit nung time na yun. So there. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then like, so you know, throughout, after that first experience throughout your life, it's just sort of stuff happening around your house and not only to you, but to other people as well. Do you have like a a particular experience where somebody who you would describe as totally, let's say, um, let's say scientific and not really, you know, the kind of person who would think of these things or let's say be open to them having an experience there? Hmm. The short answer is I think not because 
Mm-hmm. A lot of the people who go to my house already know the reputation of the house. So I see. There's, there's, I haven't had experience of a skeptic. And the thing is, though, I actually welcome people who are skeptics because there's still that side of me that are going, you know, I could be half crazy. I, I perfectly, uh, I perfectly think that it's an, it's like you know, Schrodinger supernatural. Na I, yeah. I may be or I may be not. I am so not sure because this is just outside the realm of what you might call normal. So I'm perfectly willing right. to ab- admit that baka ang galing lang na mga coincidence, coinkiling. Mm. But other than <laughs> that, it might be true. So me, I'm just open-minded. Para akong, para akong multi-level spiritually. I'm open-minded. <laughs> and you mentioned something earlier about the mirrors in your house and how your house right. was designed to sort of trap them there. There are 23 doors and lots of windows. They get confused. I mean, it's almost sounding a bit like the Winchester Mystery House where it was built to confuse the spirits. Right. I think it was accidental here. <laughs> Seriously, it's an <laughs> okay. accident here. What a happy accident then. Yeah, um, because what happened here was that um, as the house went through many changes and many family members, they kept on changing the different uh, rooms, how they were, con- uh, how the rooms could connect to each other. So like mm-hmm. literally my own bedroom, has a sealed door, which is now part of the wall, that sort of thing. And then one part, and there, the, even though the door is sealed, what happened was right next to my door is now a 12 to 15 foot long corridor that leads to the master's bedroom. And then mm-hmm. what happened was there is a middle part of our house to which my bedroom and that corridor entrance is connected to, which has one, two, three, four, five, six doors all facing each other. What? Yep. Accidental thing. And then what happens is we have multiple small, small areas which are connected by doors. Now you have to go through them. There is no way around it. Only way out is through na mga areas. So literally to get to some of the places in our house, you have to go through about three or four doors or five doors even. So major weird. Sounds like a choose your but it sounds like a choose your own adventure house. I'm so intrigued. Yeah, we even have we used to have a trap door in one of our wings. Literally, you you move aside the bed and there's a trap door underneath that goes to yung lower bodega area which leads to the garage. That sort of thing. Our house was full of weird stuff. Seriously. I'm almost inclined to ask if there are secret rooms. <laughs> there actually was in the sense that we didn't, well, we, the younger generation, didn't know it was until it was explained to us because we have three basements. So one basement turned out three. to be, yeah, three. And it used to be one big basement that was filled in. Then the creepy part about it is what it was. Because the old basement, which was actually the whole, under, the whole underneath of our house, was my grandfather's chemistry lab. And up to okay. now, uh, it was filled in with earth. And one time we were trying to remove the earth. And one of our poor mayor, Domas, actually ended up having to wash her face continuously for five minutes because while they were moving stuff, meron palang malaking laboratory jar of ammonia. Oh no. Yes. The, it just nicked the bo- she just nicked the, the glass bottle with uh, whatever, something else she was holding and nagleak. And the fumes were so bad that she literally ran to yung aming ano, grape water faucet in the front yard 
and she was washing her face for about five minutes. So wow. that's a place we didn't know until, of course, the the older generation goes like, oh, you didn't know there was an actual chemistry lab there. It's like, we're well, fine. We didn't know that. So, and then now one of it's been split off. The main laboratory area has been abandoned because we just don't want to run into any other bottles. And then right. one is now a, a dorm area because that's part of my mom's business. And the other one, which used to be the music room for my dad's band, is now the living space for uh, our one of our mere dogs. So it, there's a lot of secret stuff because the there is still an area in between, which is um, an access area underneath all that because that's where the Pozo Negro is. But mm-hmm. you can actually move from one side of the house to the other by going through the rooms and going through that small earthen crawl space, you can come out on the other side of the house. So and you, you there, said that the cre- you house. know it was pretty creepy. <laughs> I mean, were there any strange things that like, I assume if it's a dorm, there are a lot of dormers who live there or, you know, the minor right. doma who lives in your basement, any, right. anything from them or are they just like, nah, well, good. Okay. Um, the most recent, okay, backgrounder, you'll love this one. Um, the, <laughs> all the girls in, who grew up in our house for, well, at least, I don't know if even in the young, the older generation, but I know the generation I grew up with, they have all had an imaginary playmate named Lelel. So my okay. sister, older sister, had an imaginary friend named Lelel. My younger mm-hmm. sister also had an imaginary friend named Lelel. And she was way too young for my sister to say, you have an imaginary friend named Lelel. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. They just had the same name. Then later on, Mm -hmm. the daughter of our mayor Doma also said that she had an imaginary friend named Lelel. Okay? Then the latest one, the reason why I'm saying this, because lately, um, one of our mayor Domas has already retired, but her kids, we allowed to stay here because, you know, they're family for us. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they want, were having photos taken, you know, the usual uh, selfies selfies with all your bros and sisters and to send to mom mm-hmm. back in the province. And in the background, mm-hmm. in the very, very farthest background there, you could see a little girl who nobody knew. So uh, it seems Lelel is still around. But since there are no so, more kids. Okay, so Lelel is um, a child in yeah. like humanoid form. Yep. I, I, didn't, I didn't even know if it was a girl or a guy, but well, apparently, according to what they saw in the photo, it's a girl. I actually have asked them, can I please, please, please have a copy of the photo? But for some reason, whenever it's time to make kulit, wala yung tao who has the cell phone. So, you know, ah. uh, empirical evidence is being denied me. <laughs> and do your sisters because, believe, like remember how Lela looks like? They said long hair and that she always had parang a, I don't know, how do you call it when it's for little girls? Parang duster daw eh. So. Right. Yeah. And then, but the, they could never remember the facial features. All they knew that was that Lela had long hair and was naka, I guess, skirt like na ano na. Mm-hmm. And they've compared stories about this and Oh, everybody like knows that. about it. Yeah. Everybody knows about it. Everybody, all the girls, it's weird nga eh. Kasi, syempre, kaming mga guys, it's like, what the hell is that? Are you goddamn serious? Mm-hmm. Do, do you not <laughs> find anything weird about this shit? I'm sorry. And then, Fair the enough. funny part is, yeah, the funny part is, 
for them, it's like natural. So parang, it's already a given that it would happen. Even my mom, mm-hmm. you know, my mom is amazing because when I make cuento about all the stuff that, that we've done, all the stuff the organization and I have seen and done, my mom's just, you know, hey, that's really interesting there. Medyo dead mang ang aming female and members of the family. Because they're just so like, uh, yeah, I've been there, <laughs> done that. Yep. Yes. Um, actually, we. it's funny nga eh. If you're talking about third eye, meron rin parang effects dito sa bahay namin eh. Because for one, it seems that we have the unfortunate lock, curse, or spell, or whatever people will say. Kumbaga, in Filipino, sinasalo kami ng pets namin. So if what all of us is, was supposed to get into an accident, one of the dogs will die. I've heard about that. Yep, it is true here. When my dad, God bless his soul, was already very sick and was just a few months from dying, na, uh, long, it was actually a long time. For a very long mm-hmm. time, the dogs would not, because uh, my mom breeds dogs. Uh, for a very long time, the litters were not very many. But, um, there were a lot of dead puppies. And then we lost about four dogs. As in, they would just die of strange, uh, no, strange, like one of them literally dropped dead. As in, a few hours was okay. A few hours later, stiff as a board. And then all this. And then when after now that my dad has died, he died about a year ago. Right now, mm-hmm. we are having a glut of puppies here. It's very cute, but it's also somewhat creepy. Because right now, we have like about 12 to 16 puppies. And all the dogs are healthy. No dog has died ever since. Wow. So, and what do, what do you think? I mean, I've heard of that before. But what do you think is behind that? You know, um, dogs are loyal. And they really, yeah. really are unquestioningly loving family members. I can't even call them pets. They're, they're really family members. And if given the chance, I think they really would jump in front of the danger. And mm-hmm. that's what happens. And mm-hmm. unfortunately though, um, also we've been attracting like three black cats lately, including one which has the, the, the classic uh, one blue, one green eye, and then that sort of thing. So it's kind of weird because my running joke here, I'm already retired from this and I'm suddenly building up a pet menagerie of what apparently looks like creepy, creepy animals. So the, 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 with the third eye thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I, I can see them. Like a lot of the dogs, they bark at corners, you know, corners of right. the house where there's nothing there. They bark at them. And I'm looking there. My mom's laughing at it. I'm looking at it like, no, no, actually she's seeing something. Then my mom like, oh, okay, cool. So that sort of thing. Cool. Noted. And noted. So there, um, it really happens. Like, and also, it seems that uh, it follows me. I lived in Makati for a while. And even mm-hmm. our apartment actually had a, well, we had a roommate. And uh, mm-hmm. partner and I had a roommate who had a particular uh, no, um, amusement of trying to scare the shit out of us. Like, Okay. Okay. Our living room area had a wonderful window and a great view of Makati, De La Rosa area. So sometimes mm-hmm. the, 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 the sofa was there. So, mm. and towards the door is the kitchen. And it's dark because we, back then there was, so, there was enough light from the balcony window that, you know, we could see everything. And then mm. we had to make a deal with our, we called him uh, the guy in black because Every time we try to sleep there and have fun sleeping on the sofa, you know, nice moonlight and everything, you can see the darkness from the kitchen side moving forward towards the window. What? Yeah, as in literally it was getting darker. And then I just go like, 
dude, come on, we're trying to sleep. And then you'd see it go backwards until you can see the fridge again. What? Yep. And then we made a deal with it that, you know, you can stay here. You're our goddamn roommate and our home defense. Make our door look scary. Hmm. Next day, they say the, the janitor say na nabasag daw part of yung mounting nung, no, of the uh, fluorescent light in front of the hallway of our, where our door was. So now the front of our door of our hallway door was flickering fluorescent light horror show. <laughs> and I'm like, he took it a little bit too seriously. Well, I didn't mind because it kept people away too. But then you know you can hear it like still doing even that, and I'm like. Wow, he knows his history for horror movies. So this is great. No problem. Sure. Dude, you're <laughs> our guy. And then, but the thing is, every now and then he'd still do that. You know, yung, you're already asleep on the sofa. You're perfectly fine. Ang sarap. And then you feel it, you feel the chill and you look towards the kitchen and the, the darkness is coming out again. Like, dude, again. <laughs> we had a deal. Yeah. Then when I was living in Camias area, it was a different uh-huh. one. This one was fun because the place was full of cats, right? Yay! And yeah, yeah. One night, I walk out of the tower. I walk out from the on the second floor balcony and literally standing on one of the parang concrete pillars for the balcony uh, ledge was a very tall, person-like thing with a cat head and had like a okay. robe on, and it was looking. It was. It had its. It had its arms around its chest and it was just looking at me. And then I blink and it's gone. And then um, we always would, would see there at night uh, people peering from the... Because, you know, when it's a hot night, I leave the door open on the balcony So when I work. And I sometimes feel it. It's peering in. And one time I caught it. It actually looked like it had like one of those... Um, it's either a very smooth skull-like face or it's actually one of those... No masks like the one you see in Spirited Away, that sort of thing. Hmm. So I'm like going. I'm I'm actually laughing at myself with this because it's like it's either they're they're pulling out the imagery from my head, or somehow there uh-huh. are Japanese spirits in the middle of Kamias. Either which way, it was creepy because I'm trying to work. So you know, like, and I get pissed off when that happens. So you know, like, God damn it, don't scare me now. I'm trying to finish my work. It happens wherever we go, wherever I live. That's really interesting because, I mean, I'm not sure. A common friend of ours who's actually been on the show, he has a story um, when he was in Bulacan. And for him, naman, it was a giant humanoid um, shape with the head of a chicken. So I don't know what's up with chicken things with… Yeah, chicken. And what's funny is that all their neighbors like know about it and they're just like, yeah, you got that chicken person in your yard and the, the, the pamahian around their area is that it protects their house. That's uh, true because one of the first uh, investigations of the, 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 the paranormal investigation org I was involved in was actually my house. And that's why mm-hmm. we actually figured out that we had two or three major entities in the house. One was a old katiponero who walks around okay. the house. Or at least we consider him katiponero because he's wearing like that classic white, yeah. ano, white uniform. Button right? up. And here's yeah. the kicker. I did not know how katiponero's uniforms look like until 
I and I remember how he looks like because I've seen him walking around. And then I saw yung of all things the Sakai movie. And then you know yung suot ni Sakai. It's like that's pretty darn close. So hey. yeah, exactly. So, yes, hey. And so the, the 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 story there was because there when this place was still Talahiban, what happened was he he died near here. And when everything mm-hmm. got built and all that, he just decided that ours was the nicest place to hang out. So. I have no clue. Then we used to have two trees. Seriously, this is straight out of like Lord of the Rings kind of craziness. We had two trees. Okay. We have a kalachuchi in front and the lightning struck tree of unknown type in the back. And supposedly, oh, wow. yep, the one in the front is white lady. The one in the back is, of course, the opposite number, a black lady. Now, years later, we cut down the lightning struck tree and there was a fish pond there because my dad was an aquaculturist. He bred uh, fish for pet shops. And mm-hmm. no surprise, the, the, the fish pond where that old black tree, the old tree used to be was the accident area. No joke. What people would, our, our helpers would slip and they'd get like stitches on their head from hitting the, oh. the edge of the fish pond. Or literally, they're just about to get out of the, the fish pond and get onto dry land and that's when they get an accident and fall back in. That sort of thing. And then that fish pond would have the least amount of output for breeding pairs of fish. That sort of thing. It's, it's really, it's, it was, it was, I know, we didn't want to believe it, but apparently it's happening. Now on the front, it's, uh, people get freaked out because I'm not sure if it's normal, but seriously, that tree never stops blooming. Yung kalachuchina tree never ever stops hmm. blooming. And there even when there's almost. Is it is it seasonal? I'm not sure because this kalachuchi sure. tree, in, yeah, this kalachuchi tree, there's sometimes even more flowers than leaves. So you know, it's just perpetually raining kalachuchi and smell. I do not anymore know how kalachuchi smells like because I probably just smell it every day. So <laughs> between like, you mentioned a white lady and a black lady, and that's kind of pretty embedded in our culture. You know, you, right. you, there are so many stories. Um, but what would you say in your, I guess, your experience with your um, your your group or just living there? What would you say would be the main difference between the two? Is it as simple uh, as dark and light? No, 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 no. Um, it's basically a form of what their function is because I don't think the classic terms of good and evil apply. However, how they act is um, very different. The, the so-called white lady here in front, uh, apparently her crush was my dad. And parang siya yung, she, she was like the, the key upon which um, all of our houses accidentally built defenses are. So as long as she's there, we're fine. The other one though, Although she is marginalized in the sense that, hell, we even cut down the tree, right? The presence is still there. And funny part is, that's where the main dorms are. And for a long time, they actually had to have the main dorms blessed. Because people were feeling something heavy and that there, were, there was a person inside. And I'm just looking at them going like, you guys do remember that that's where the accident fish pond was. And then everybody's like, no, no, that can't be true. That's years ago. That's decades ago. And I'm like going, seriously? No. Come on, come on. So 
it happens. I guess. I guess. I guess. So, as a as a person who you know was you know has experienced this you know pretty much since you can remember, and uh, being all also being a part of your group the, that sort of looks into right. these things, would you? Would you say that um, there's one particular experience that kind of shook you to your core, or yes, that like the most significant or the most like the experience that you can't get out of your head or will never forget? Okay, um, this one was already me independent. I wasn't anymore part of the supernatural organization, which is probably the reason why it was so um, memorable, right? So I was asked by a family of doctors to visit their dad who was dying of, I don't remember if it was cancer or because he had a heart attack or something, in PGH, of right? Course. And And the, the family was like, really like, I'm so sorry. Uh, for cases like this, I actually, I intentionally forget names and faces for the sheer reason of safety for both sides. Because I don't want to remember the specific names and identities of cases so that I can talk about them without, without you know, um, identifying yes. people are. Come on, some of this stuff is very private. So Absolutely. what happened was, how would you say it? I went there to PGH at night, which is still creepy. And mm-hmm. I actually went to their, the, the hospital room and, you know, I was not expecting anything spectacular to happen. But what mm-hmm. happened anyway was that there were four, um, oh my God, it's so classic medieval, four hooded figures at the bedposts of the… At every corner. The, yes, at every corner. And mm-hmm. what happened was that, how do you say it? They, I, I was there and, you know, like, you can actually partially heal or at least get a person a kind of reserve of strength of will if you know how to do it. And before I could do that, which meant I had to literally... There's, there is something to be said for the laying on of hands when it comes to the, mm-hmm. the sort of like psychic healing and all that. Before I could mm-hmm. do that, the nearest one to me basically just like, you know, the head turns and tells me that if you're going to do that, you're going to have to share in what he's suffering. And right there, I stop because I have no interest in what I'm going to get cancer to or whatever the guy's suffering from. So mm-hmm. it was the, literally I ended up asking, I literally, not asking, literally I ended up holding, holding in the sense that I had to tell the doctors, the family, in other words, that I'm sorry, but there's nothing left. Because when I look mm-hmm. into the person's eyes, they can't na. The person did not mm-hmm. have the will anymore to keep on going. And I'm like going, mm-hmm. no more, no more. And of course, they're all angry because, you know, these are doctors. They actually had to give up part of their beliefs to send in a faith healer or something like me, like what they thought I was to help their right. dad. And yet, I just like 30 seconds into going to the room, I just go like, There's, that's it. Nada. There's nothing we can do here. So that but hurt their pride they... on two levels. I had to remember, the reason why it's memorable to me is that from a pride point of view, I actually failed because I just couldn't do anything. I've been told literally by whatever it was that, you know, no, 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 you don't do that. And then at the same time, it was very memorable because that was really, I mean, normally when you do these things, you observe because um, your third eye allows you to see two kinds or two or three kinds of things, Um, actual human spirits, um, Mm -hmm. 
elementals, in other words, non-human. And then there's mm-hmm. a third, which are basically what we call uh, recordings. Um, recordings. Yeah. Um, images, actions, which you see, which I uh, know have been embedded into the the environment. We're talking here like in England, for example, there was this common, there was this famous haunting of like uh, centurions who were marching in the middle of a field, but they were only up to their waist. When they dug uh-huh. downward a few feet, they found the remains of a Roman road. Right. So, so basically, they, the, the, probably so many soldiers had been going through that road that it created a recording. So, but you see, in this case, uh, it's one of, the, one of the really intense times when something, I have no idea what it was, basically reacted to me and talked to me on a personal level. And acknowledged and, you, know, you specifically. That's not fun. <laughs> because, you know... It, it, Did you eventually it, find out what it was or who it was? Well, all of us at the time believed that it was basically either a kind of uh, the default of Filipino, tagasundo. Mm-mm. Yeah, it, it was somebody to pick up, literally to accompany the dead to the next life. Because we've met quite a few. Uh, in our mm-hmm. investigations, like the most spectacular, and again, not one of those which in which my 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 boss in the supernatural organization always loves to rib me about, is when I allowed a Chinese Chinese uh, god or spirit of the dead or whatever to take over me. Willful possession. Yes, this was utterly wonderful because I ended up getting so hungry after the fact that I finished off a whole chicken. Uh, uh, a pizza and a whole pitcher of root beer. Seriously, and I was still hungry because apparently whatever he was, was kind of dragon-like and therefore had a high metabolism. So I was actually burning up with fever when he was possessing me while we were in the circle. Here's the reason why my boss hated it because we were not supposed to talk to him. He was just going around because we were in Chinatown. I see. Yes, so uh, you know, yours truly being, you know, being always, oh, look, that might be fun. So I allowed it, and he gave me a great, I don't know if it was still a, a hallucinatory effect, but I could actually see heat, heat patterns in the sky with my eyes while he was, you know, was in me. So ako naman, hey, this is great. And the only reason why he wanted that was because he lang rin yung spirit. Like, hey, I haven't possessed a person in quite some time. Game? Game. And, <laughs> and, and you know, me, it's like, Sure, it should be fun. So there you go. <laughs> but so, I mean, I, I guess during the whole experience, you were like co-conscious and you could actually see everything happening. Oh yeah, I was conscious, except that, you know, all my friends were like thinking I was an extreme idiot for even allowing it. But anyway, done and done. And I didn't know that a person could eat that much, keep it in and not feel like he was an idiot afterwards. As in, you know, that full feeling that, you know, yeah, I think I like, I think uh, I overate. No, no, no. I didn't have that at all. So, mm. yeah, like Shaky's family pizza and their chicken and root beer. I know a whole pitcher of root beer done and dusted. Fifteen minutes. Wow. Yes, that is why they were all laughing at the same time. Binabatukan ako right there. So <laughs> there are some there are some drawbacks to having a third eye, especially if you're a bit too eager. <laughs> No, and that's something, I mean, this this whole season, I've been talking to people with third eyes. 
And the main consensus is that, you know, it's not something that's, you know, fun, all fun and games. Like, yes, at certain times it can be fun and interesting. No, it's not. But there are a lot of times it's a responsibility and it's not something they would wish or want someone to have if they're not ready for it. And that's something that they all like um, emphasize. If you want this, you have to be prepared or like okay. have a strong stomach. Okay, so... On the serious side, because for a lot of our talk now, I've been acting like I'm just an idiot with the third eye. But no, um, I will be very honest. One reason why I had the job of shutting down and opening third eyes for that organization. Give you an idea. One time we did a haunted house scan and we had a young would-be member with us. When he went out, he was itching from head to toe and he felt like he was being pinched all over his body and it was not stopping. And he was beginning to show physical feedback signs. So that means the pinches were appearing as bruises already. Right. So right there and then, even I didn't want it to reach our boss because if that if it reached our boss, you know, there would be hell to pay because who the hell was supposedly this partner's his partner for that sort of thing. So I shut him down and the kid never returned. Because, you know, that, that is actually scary. Then another one is that it's not fun if you're the guy who can who sent forward. Because, okay, because I, I'm so happy-go-lucky even during investigations, I'm recon. I am the first in. Even for stuff like, Yeah, even for murder investigations. And mm-hmm. like one time, we, there was a murder committed on the second floor and we were just entering the apartment. And... Seriously, every step I went up the stairs to the second floor, it was getting colder, hotter, colder, hotter, colder, hotter. It was really shifting. When I finally go up there and you could sense it was just heavy. Then mm-hmm. when you go down, you know, there are these people already scared. And you're the guy who is the last one, their last line of defense. And you have the choice to either shut them down or to go on with it. And... That's not funny sometimes because like uh, we were there in Baguio after after when we went up back to Baguio and we were there to check out the old Hilton or was that the Hyatt, Mm -hmm. the one that collapsed. Mm -hmm. And one of the people in the circle kind of locked in and it was really, really, really sad because apparently the the, the, the spirit, human spirit, was already there. It was like trapped in a time loop, a mental mm-hmm. time loop, waiting, waiting for his family who survived, but he was the one who didn't survive. So he's just waiting in the lobby forever. Every, every night is the same night. And he's just looping in and out of it. And, yeah, and one, one of our, the people in our circle locked in. And it was my job to gently tease the person out of it. Because, what do you, you mean know, by locked in? Through some similar life experiences or similar mentality, you just lock in. As in, the, the experience resonates. They're the ones who see it. Like, mm. for me, it's weird because uh, I can access supernatural stuff as in visualize, audio, um, normally also sense of touch. I can feel stuff in the usual lamig or whatever. But I don't mm. smell. I cannot, well, I smell, but I, you know, I smell stuff when it's necessary, but it normally doesn't activate. And um, 
there are some who get a sense of taste that is one of the rarest. Um, for example, taste. yeah, some of, so, as an aside, some people feel that there's something nearby and they taste metallic in their, in their mouth. Mm. It's, we, it's weird. It's weird. It's like they are linking particular tastes to particular experiences, and, uh, supernatural events happening around them. It's weird. I do not have that. But mm-hmm. um, there are some people who, although they cannot access their senses for this sort of thing, they lock in with some sort of uh, psychic entity, a human spirit nearby, or they get locked into the recording of the surroundings that it all just spontaneously activates. Wow. So, yep. And that's the reason why I have to be careful when I'm, if I am leading people who are not as experienced because I am, it's literally, it's, you're like the, the circuit breaker. You're the one mm-hmm. who can stop the whole experience by simply shutting everybody down. And it's also dangerous because if it resonates with you, you get it worse. Example, we had one investigation. We were in the New Manila area. It's an old house. And it turns out that uh, the I didn't even know the history until it was told to me that some of the, uh, at the time, college student level uh, persons who were part of the family who owned the house was using it as one of their rape dens. What the hell? Yeah, you know, 70s, 60s, Ano Manila. You know, rich kids and they have a rape den, right? It's an abandoned house for the, from the family. Yes, exactly. Bad part, I locked into the recording in the house. So oh I, was, I was literally walking through. I was telling all the other people who were taking down notes. And I, according to them, even the gate of my walk changed. I was literally the recording. So I was showing them. I would kick the door and I'd go like, this is where this happened. And then I'd go out. I was so exhausted and I didn't even remember all of that until people told me what I was saying. So it's, it's a danger. There's also a danger to the third eye thing. It's, uh, it can be fun in games, especially when, people, when we make mistakes. Yes, there are a lot of mistakes. But hmm. when the serious stuff happens, holy crap. Or like here, one of the saddest things. Same again, New Manila area. There's this place mm-hmm. which has, it's a kind of like a U-shaped, it's a bit of a U-shaped mansion, one of the older ones. Uh, it used to be owned by a celebrity. Second floor, and the, in the middle of the U-shape is, in, in the U part of the house, mm-hmm. there's a swimming pool. It's so 70s, you know? Mm-hmm. Swimming pool in the middle, mansion in the second floor with the balconies inward looking overlooking mm-hmm. the pool. And mm-hmm. at the time, an NGO was using it. Mm-hmm. So we were, but they didn't use the second floor. Because they said that there was weird stuff happening there, apparently involving a kid. What we found out piece later on was that in the heyday of the 60s and the 70s, what is it with New Manila in 60s and 70s? Um, <laughs> a party goer invited to the house, dalayong anak, and in the course of all the celebrations of the party, kid drowns in the pool. Oh no. Yes. And here's the kicker. Yours truly, again, being you first. Like... Sure. At first, it was funny. And then I looked down in the pool. The pool had been emptied already. And then when I looked mm-hmm. down, there's a kid standing straight in the, mid, in the middle of the pool. And I'm just looking at him. And he's looking at me. And I'm like, oh, seriously? No. And then that was it. I just go like, dude, he's still here. Boss, he's still here. That's the reason why there's all the weird stuff happening. Or another one is getting, when you accidentally get to touch some, or get to contact something which you're not supposed to. 
Um, okay. We were in a house, and I was supposed to help the owner of the house because of the fact that they kept on seeing children on the stairs, right? So that was my actual supposed job: figure out the children in the stairs. When I was out in his back, the equivalent of his backyard, um, things changed. As in, parang whoa, parang may, there's something really deep. As in, physically deep here, and. Mm-hmm. I just heard it. There was something snickering like from like 100 feet below the ground. And I'm like, yep. And I'm like, ah, that's for another thing entirely. I am so not touching that problem. So, but then, you know, you get those moments na parang, oops, you're not supposed to do that. It, the problem with it is that, especially with the training I got and the experience I got is that sometimes there are, there would be situations wherein it's, you're not supposed to experience stuff like that, but you 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 literally stumble into something deeper, mm-hmm. or you stumble into something really sad, tragedy. Seriously, the tragedies that we've seen, um, the the one I told you about the about the the the, the, the car accident and the parts. Mm-hmm. I what they gave me was one of the brake, one of the foot ped, the foot pads of the car, the foot pedal. I think it was the brake pedal. Um, mm-hmm. Gave me a shirt that was in like the the, the bag, the a bag in the, in the trunk, and gave me the person's favorite, favorite, favorite lighter. And okay. found out that apparently they had an argument with his girlfriend, and the girlfriend, going really mad, decides to tug on the steering wheel. Mm car goes slightly out of control but the guy decides to spin it one more time so that his side the driver's side would hit the concrete embankment what yep saved the girl killed it uh, no saved the girl but he wasn't able to save himself even though it was the girl who got angry wow yep and you know that sort of thing and the bad part there is i got that as an instant flash Literally, I was holding on to the, I think it was a brake pedal. I was mm. holding on to it. And this will sound funny. I was holding on to it. And I, was, I only had like my shorts on because I was like thinking I was dressing up. And what the hell is this, man? Mm. Boss, what did you give me? Then suddenly, bang. And then when I do that, I call up my boss and goes like, it was not a suicide. Because mm. that's what the family was thinking. Mm. And they go like, but was it the girl's fault? And I'm like going, technically, no. Because they were, they were arguing. You can call it temporary insanity for all you like, but she didn't really mean it. She was just angry. Mm-hmm. But you see, that sort of thing. So when people go up to me and go like, Buksan mo third eye ko. I'm like, mm-hmm. are, you, are you goddamn crazy? Serioso ka? Some of them go mm-hmm. like, sure. When I was younger, I would actually take them up on the dare. Sure, game tayo. Kating, bukas na siya. There, it, there's actually a ritual to it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like five days later, they, they're back there in the office and they're like telling me, dude, you know, Diko kaya to. Yes. And then I go like, okay, shut down. And then there are, there's also others. Like there's this one kid that was a case. Nah, kid was really, 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 really bukas na. It's rare for kids to have totally open third eyes. Most kids have it somewhat open because that forms the basis of their amazing intuition to get out of danger or mm. to get into it. Uh, but not, not like this kid. This kid was talking 
to spirits already. And we're talking here like three years old or something like that. Wow. Yep. And the parents were already, you know, besides themselves. So right. it was the it this memorable because it's the first time that I actually had to ask my boss to order me to do it. Because it's not right to do that to, to permanently shut down a person because that's what they were asking. I was like going, there's you can technically do it. My boss was actually asking me, is that actually possible? I'm like going, technically, no, because as long as there's a traumatic incident that happens, mubukayan ulit. But mm. the boss just asked me, but no, if something of the sort doesn't happen, does it stay permanently closed? And I'm like, yeah, pwede. So, but I told the person, you know, I really don't, I told my boss, I really don't believe in that. But if you're ordering me, you better order it to me clear. And the person, mm. my boss just goes like, yes, do it. Mm. Because th- that kid is going to be in more trouble than you guys already are. And I'm like, true enough. Fair enough. So, yeah. So I shut it down. I have not heard any more from that case for the past, wow, 20 years. About 20 like, years. Wh- when you said that it's not right to do that, what do you mean? I'm one of those guys who believe that everybody has the capability of opening your third eye or having it activated or open. It's part of your danger sense. I firmly believe that a long time ago when saber-toothed tigers were still going around trying to kill people, I know it's a myth, but mm. you know the idea stands, that mm. one reason why not many people ended up inside the stomachs of larger predators was because they had a third eye, which would warn them. Right, so, and you could call it intuitive. spidey yes. senses or whatever. Right. So my take on that is that, heaven's sake, seriously, just, just why are you going to shut down something that might be useful later on? Para mm. sa akin, but I do make this case na not everybody has the same level of pagkabukas. You may have the ability, mm. but some people, like my mom, it just opens up so rarely. And then there's people like, my, like me, who it's basically been blasted open. Mm. and then. There are some naman na it only works in emergencies, which I guess is what mm. happens to my sisters. So, mm. iba-iba. But I really, really think that it shouldn't be just shut down permanently. Because mm. you never know when you need it. Or you never know when it'll come handy. Mm. And also, it, it's, I don't know, ethically, morally, whatever. It seems just wrong to deprive a person, even if it's for their own good. But then, I, had, I was ordered and I followed so there. So there are a lot of people who want them open. And I am, let's say, part of the other camp who, right. if I have it, and I have this really strange feeling that I used to as a child. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I, I mentioned I was a scaredy cat. I'm not joking. So, Mm-mm. you know, the, the moment that I started hearing about this concept, I just be like, close, 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 close. Right. Okay. Sa akin kasi, the reason why I don't want forcing it permanently closed permanently by me or by anyone mm-hmm. else who's skilled in it is because you naturally develop a certain level of filtering for it. Because mm-hmm. some people, some people, because they don't want to, it just doesn't happen. Seriously. Mm-hmm. I have a serious belief that the reason why skeptics do not experience is because they've already filtered their whatever senses are for it. And I don't blame them because, you know, it's not for everybody. So I don't mind it when some people say, I'd rather have it closed. Sure. But if you're asking me to do it for you, 
You have to order me. You have to really right. tell me in no uncertain terms. Because if you regret it later on, it's not my fault. But, again, but, sa akin, yeah, sure. Um, if you don't want to. Because I would admit that my life would be less complicated and people would see me less cuckoo if I didn't <laughs> have it. It's just that it's there. And even I, you know, it's bad when even I have my skeptic days. Like, you know, there are days when I think na, okay, I think I need a psych. That sort right. of thing. But yeah, I say it exists. And I even think it's, but there's biological basis for it because, you know, we supposedly really do have a third eye, which is the pineal gland in your brain, mm. which tells you day and night, supposedly mm. tells you day and night. I mean, in lizards, there's like a hole in their skull, I think, for some lizards. And then there's that, that eye just that's, just, and that just has a flap of skin or it actually is under the skin. And all it does is detect light or day, uh, light or uh, day or night. And hmm. so possible that, uh, no, that that sort of thing has an intuition thing in it or we developed some sort of thing related to it. Yeah, I am perfectly in belief of that. And also to say this though, I have done the science research about like the idea of God as an electromagnetic pulse that your brain detects. That whole mm. idea of oh, I've sensed a spiritual presence, and then people mm. tell you like, oh yeah, we were we were like putting a magnetron right next to you, like oh okay, sure, sure. I I perfectly believe that that's possible. Supernatural might just be science or a scientific phenomena that we haven't figured. Like for me, the whole idea of those recordings, environmental spiritual recordings of events in the past, maybe somebody really is just sensitive to that, and they're able. To, just like the magnetic tape head of an old analog tape player, their mm-hmm. brain is actually translating it to the actual image of what it used to be. Mm-hmm. This is how, that's also the reason why I believe that, that my old case were in you know, the rape den thing. The reason mm-hmm. why I, I read it was because somehow my brain was perfectly sympathetical with what was happening in that area and I just ended up re- re- replaying everything. So, right. Uh, possible. So I only, I have two more questions. And the one question, because what you said earlier kind of really resonated with me with how there are certain levels of openness. And I mentioned how, you know, I've always, I don't like seeing things that should not be there. Mm -hmm. And from what I think is that that's the only thing I really close off because there are really like certain times where I can't explain that I walk into a room and it's just, it's it's one of those survival instincts na kick in that I should not be here. Let's go. Or, you know, like, this is a bad idea. Let's, um, let's keep it quick and get out of here as fast as possible. So for those people who kind of want to not like minimize the experience because they don't like it or they don't like certain aspects of it. Do you have like certain maybe what, like advice or let's say tips on how to manage your experience? Should my you first, be having them? Yeah. My okay, to give an idea with particularly with me and with me and my family, our family has this philosophy that even if you're about to go to a beach trip, everything has been packed. Everything is ready. All you need are, you know, to, all you need to get do is get to the beach because you're already in your beach shorts and your slippers. When you suddenly get that kutob na, wait, no. Mm. You cancel the trip. Seriously. Um, our family has that rule. 
and it's unquestioned. Literally, sometimes I'm ready to go with my friends and then I get that and then I just tell my friends, you know, guys, ano, something came up here at home. I would rather stay. Of course, you're going to like, oh, but we planned this. Uh, there'll be other mm. times. Then when my family goes like, oh, why didn't you go to the beach? And I just tell them, Putog. And they're like, oh, okay, no problem. Sure, no problem. And then my, my advice to people like that is, to people who get that, is mm. number one, you listen to it. Mm. Listen to it because that is literally your safety. Somehow, your subconscious, maybe your third eye, maybe not your third eye, but somehow your subconscious, your spiritual self, and everything else which is discreet, in other words, not on, not conscious, not on top of mind, is telling you that there is some bad juju here or this situation is not a good. Yeah, mm. go ahead, follow it. Even if people say, na, you know, we've planned this for three months, go ahead, don't do it. Mm. Because you will know. It's that sort of cold feeling na parang, you know, mali talaga to. Mm. Yeah, I believe in that. Because I have canceled a lot of things because of that. I've even decided not to take jobs because mm. of that. Then the other side of it though is that you also have to manage your anxiety and expectations for it because sometimes you'll make it an excuse na not to do something. So mm-hmm. you have to really be aware na am I getting this sort of anxiety or kutob because it's really something unexplainable? Or is it because I just don't want to be here, do it, whatever? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think after a while you'll get the you'll get the feeling na parang wait, wait, teka lang, ayaw ko ba talaga? Or is it something telling me not to ba talaga? So you have to you have to practice, you have to discern, uh, especially with skills like this. Uh, anything psychic, supernatural, third eye. The problem is there's no handbook, or if there is. Trust me, half of them are not actually real. Take news. So hmm. experience is the, is the key. And that's the reason why up to now, I still keep a healthy, skeptical part of me. Because, you know, if, some, if a skeptic actually tells me, all that stuff is you and mass hysteria. And I'm like, right. sure, dog. Yeah, like dogs and cats living together. No problem. <laughs> I will actually, I am willing to believe that it's hysteria. But of course, I have been right too many times for it to be coinkiding. But sure. I mean, you know, nothing stops me from accepting the fact that it will all just be, well, expectations because something weird happened. Okay. Right. So what about for people who don't want it? Like, if, let's say they're having a third eye situation and they want to close it. How would you be comfortable sort of sharing how to do that? Oh, there's no problem. Uh, okay. A lot of the supernatural, psychic and other such. Because I don't differentiate between the psychic and the supernatural and all that. Because basically, you're accessing all, what I used to call alternative senses, but they're actually just deeper or different ways of accessing your existing senses. You're just widening the, the, the frequency range, the wavelength, whatever, that you can sense. But it's like this. If you really don't want to experience that, the first thing you do is to actually internalize the fact that you don't want it. Because if you just don't want it because you're scared of something, you're still actually addressing the fact that you have it. Mm-hmm. So literally, in your mind, kailangan buo ang loob mo na, I am not interested and I really just don't want that this thing is disturbing my actual life now. Mm-hmm. 
So you have to be sigurado ka dyan. Because if you're just playing scaredy cat, but then, you know, it's like those people watching movies. I don't want to see this covering their, their faces, but you know, the finger is like, the thing, the, you're, you're, you're splitting your finger so that you can see the movie pa rin. Mm-hmm. If you have that mental status, now you still want a peek into it, you're not going to be able to close it. Mm-hmm. Because you're still wanting to access. Then, the next one is um, barring people who are experienced in opening and closing it. If you want to do it yourself, it is one of acceptance and walking away. I know it sounds a lot like meditation. It probably is. Because number one, you have to accept the fact that ayaw in, in a very, very deep level, you just, it's not so much ayaw as it, it does not fit your world at this point. Mm-hmm. It doesn't fit your world. Therefore, you do not wish to access it because it's not useful. It's not contributing anything to what your, your supernatural, psychic, spiritual worldview is at this point. And then after that, literally, you meditate. Meditate in the sense of thinking about it. Nah, today is the day that, again, I choose not to be involved in that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, you think again for five minutes that no, 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 no. I choose not to be involved in that thing. It's not denial. It's simply just saying that, you know, it's not a part of me right now. Mm-hmm. Until you don't need to say that, you're not experiencing anything, right? Because mm. the moment, it's true what they say. If you're scared of something, you're giving it power over you. No, that's very, very true. So mm-hmm. the moment you give it a crack, a little crack in your armor, yeah, yeah, go in there. Kaya nga sa akin, you have to accept, to, to build up your armor, you have to accept first the fact that you don't need it. Mm-hmm. Like, I am, I am totally naiinggit sa mga tao who can literally fall asleep and snore even in a bad place or what I consider to be a bad place. Mm-hmm. Like, or to give an idea, um, people playing football in Ateneo University in the football fields. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yay, yay! And it's towards 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, the sun's setting. And they're still playing. And I'm like going, you know, that place is full of goddamn cold spots I wouldn't want to be in. Mm-hmm. But it's not affecting them because they don't have it. Mm-hmm. So literally, I can walk in there and probably have 15 minutes of time slip or something to that effect, which has happened to me. And they wouldn't. Because time by simply slip? time slip, um, 15 minutes are gone. 45 oh. minutes that you are not synchronized with the world. Oh, that happens okay. to me. Yeah, so that's because you're able to, because of the fact that you're able to see something because of your third eye. Sometimes you end up, it's, I guess it's the origin of what they say when you slip into the fairy world and then when you come back, there's a discrepancy in time. Right. So, ganun, because you sensed it, you're vulnerable to it. But if these, the other people who don't, and I, that's why I envy them, seriously, you won't sense it. Like, a person who said who does not believe will never get hit by a goddamn poltergeist throwing something at you. But mm-hmm. me, because I believe in that, iilag ako. Mm-hmm. For the simple reason that, oh, yung picture sa mantel is going at me at 20 miles an hour. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. And then the skeptic right next to me, when you enter the room, dude, I'm trying to investigate and there's nothing happening because you just utterly goddamn do not believe that it's ha- that anything will happen. You are sterilizing the area. <laughs> yung ganun. Which happens, by the way, because observation is always a key. If the, observa- if the observer is a skeptic, nothing will happen. If the observer mm. is a believer, magnify pa. Mm. 
Hmm. That's why an objective observation of a person who thinks it's possible might be the most objective way to see it. Right. Okay. So, and I guess for my last question, you mentioned that there are certain types of things that you see. So there's human right. or used to be human. Um, there's elemental, which is, you know, right. your, your, your jolly duende folk. Um, right. And there's recordings. Right. Has there ever been an instance where you saw something aside from what was in that hospital that was that gave you the feeling that this is not any of those three? Okay. You're talking about an experience that either you're unsure of or it's something that's a bit different. Yes, there have been a few. I can enumerate three times. The first one was literally, it was still, you can still probably call it an elemental, but it was just so we were investigating an, uh, um, a haunting in a really old house, right? That was near the Araneta Avenue area, I think, where there were a lot of, there's a lot of the funeral parlors and all that. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. well, we were in the middle of it all. A small globe of light like this drops into the living room. Right? And everything we were investigating runs away. Huh? Yep. And then everybody's just looking at it. And there's this wonderful, calm, peaceful feeling of ra- coming from its radiance. And we're just looking at it. This little ball of light that only we could see. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, one of our, one of our people who's into yung, yung, um, folk Christianity, Espiritista stuff, just looks at us like, you know, that could be an angelic presence. Because it didn't, it didn't bother to take on a form taken from your mind. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, looks like an angel with wings and all that. It was just literally a ball of light about as big as ganyan in your hands. And it was just, parang, I'm sorry to say this. It, this will sound horrible. And I bet you it'll come down and try ako batukan if I say it. But <laughs> mukha siyang maliit na disco ball of peace. You know, it's just there. And then we were like wondering for about 30 seconds. Oh, why is it here? Then suddenly it just goes up again, disappears into the heavens or whatever. But uh-huh. for 30 seconds, there was nothing. Lahat ng investigate namin na mga possible malicious entities and other such were gone. They had been driven out by this little disco ball of light. So lahat kami parang, the fuck? What the hell was that? And why the hell was that? Exactly. That's the other thing. Why did it drop by? What? It was curious. We had no idea. So there you go. An, an unidentified spiritual object had dropped into our ano, investigation. Another one, which is here also in the house, right? I was basically, at the time, I still smoked. I used to smoke like a chimney. I, could, mm-hmm. I don't now for the simple reason that my dad actually requested I stop. So Good for my, you. Yeah, I was in the balcony and I was having my, my midnight smoke. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly, I felt it. There was something there, but I could not identify. And at first, I was like thinking, uh, Rich, you're totally out of practice with, with, with these things. I mean, I used to be the recon, the reconnaissance you know, person for, for the organization. And now I've been like, it's been like 15 years at the time. 15 years since I've done that. Maybe I've lost my, my edge. But mm. no, I walk out of the gate because it just felt weird. Literally, we're talking here dead quiet, which is kind of impossible when you're in the yeah. middle of Kubao. Yeah, you, you hear I, like crickets or, you know, people, cars. Nothing, nothing, right? 
and I walk out, and then right in front of me, other side of the street, is also me smoking. What? Yeah. It's a classic doppelganger. But if that were the case, um, it would feel different from you. Okay. But in this case, when I was looking at it, it's like, um, I don't know if it was me. I don't know if I had got sliced into some other reality, the usual parallel worlds thing, which is actually a thing in some cases of you know, supernatural stuff. Or if it was some, but some kind of spirit that was so good at mimicking me, I could not figure it out. Right. So I had no idea what it was because I don't even have a memory of walking over to the other side and smoking at any other times. So it's not a recording. So parang parang. Okay, creepiness factor. Just walk back into the gate. Richie, forget that. Get to sleep. Hmm. So, and then there was another one, which is weird because it happened during a gig. So we were already on stage performing, right? And you know that some people say that you hit that perfect note and that perfect moment and everything seems to be parang you reach a certain state in the gig. Now, granted, this was a metal gig. Very noisy. Very mm-hmm. loud and very, very, I'm sorry to say this, very, very lahat ng tao amoy pawis na including me. And, <laughs> yeah. and then suddenly I heard it. It was, an, it was an audio sensory experience, not a visual, of an overtone. And I was like thinking, oh, that's a, no, that's a hell of a feedback, right? But no, it's a different thing. I realized I was not hearing it physically. Parang may overtone in the area. And then, I was actually hunting now because in my training, stuff like that means that a building is resonating or something like that in a spiritual sense. Mm-hmm. Up to now, I have no figure. I could not figure it out because I could not figure out the central of where the tone is. If you're wanting to know, this was a gig in... Oh, not a lot of metal it, places. It, it, no, no. It was during a festival. It was one of the St. Francis Square. It was... It's not St. Francis Square. UP. It was the UP Sunken Garden. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. One of the one of their the, the UP fests, and um, we had hit a certain r- rhythm there. The people, alam mo yun yung biglang noisy, noisy, noisy. Then suddenly there's this moment of utter relative quiet and that overtone that was humming. I sincerely believe there's something in UP in the way it's designed or in one of the structures in it. Which is causing that sort of um, that sort of experience. I still have no clue what it is, and all I know is that at one point, parang biglang, alam mo yun, It's a, it, I call it a Siddhartha moment uh-huh. that everything is suddenly one, one, one. Everything is like locked in, and then it just disappears after a while. It happened there. Rarely has never happened ever since. I do not know what it is because seriously, I don't believe in sudden enlightenment in the middle of a metal gig. So. <laughs> I mean, I can believe in sudden deafness during a metal gig, but I don't believe in sudden enlightenment. But that wasn't... Alam mo yun yung biglang blanco ka? And it's like, the fuck? You're looking around, the fuck? Ano to? Sudden, doc, sudden Doctor Who frozen TV special effect movement? But it was there. It's really so interesting, I don't know. actually. Because you mentioned mm-hmm. that there's something in the way that it's designed. And one of the other people I've had on the show actually talked about UP. And mentioned mm-hmm. that the way that the campus is designed is that each building mirrors the building directly across it. Right. So there's a possibility to that because, okay, this is the, I'm already in the, 
in the cons- not conspiracy. It's like supernatural conspiracy aliens theorist part. You know, all I need now is really fluffy hair and go like aliens. <laughs> hey, no. yeah. But the thing is, it's true because if if Masonic, because Masonic architecture is the most notorious for it, what they'd have to do is find out what the resonant resonant wa- uh, no distance of resonance wavelengths are between the buildings. You know. What is their midpoint? What is their quarter point? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This is also makes sense because like um, there are certain, I know that there are certain lobbies and buildings and bus stops in UP which have a resonation point that you just hum the right note and the whole thing starts vibrating. Mm-hmm. I've actually experienced the bus stop right next to the main building which has that. The one towards yung, yung uh, bahay ng alumni. Mm-hmm, there's mm-hmm. one there, there, there's one bus stop there or shed one waiting shed you hum a certain frequency and it just vibrates the whole thing that's so cool and then and then um i also know this is true because we've done i've done the research work for ley lines that are based in Cubao and the Quezon circle of course um I remember when we were talking about that and uh, somehow what we were talking about reached um, Manuel El Quezon III. You know, see, the guy, yeah. the, 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 the descendant of the guy who had the, who had the circle brought up. He's actually curious about it because as far as he knows, historically speaking, wala naman masonic masonic hmm. But if you're there in the circle, at least for me, uh, subjectively speaking, Parang may, ano eh, may, may, there's like concentric, it's, it might be a psychological thing, but there's like concentric energies going on there. When I am in UP, I kind of tend to believe what you said that there are the, the opposing sides. Because if you're in the sunken garden, when I'm there, and I'm there in the middle of the sunken garden, which is hard to do because number one, a lot of people are playing usually, yeah. um, you get lost. It's lost. like everything is suddenly, everybody, everything is suddenly far away. Parang ano, parang mag-isa ka. And this happens also in some parts of Ateneo. It happens in some parts of UST, the older schools, in other mm-hmm. words. And because Robinson's Manila is formerly Assumption and Ateneo, mm-hmm. they, it's formerly Assumption and Ateneo. Did you know that Robinson's actually has, for want of a better term, Feng Shui or Masonic or high symbolic designs in it. If you look down to the floor tilings of the original Robinson, I know that they changed the Robinson's Manila floor tilings on the on the ground floor. Back then, when it first opened, you look down and there are the Jesus Christ fish symbols all over it. Huh. And then, and then, yung original entrance niya actually had a compass which was designed straight into the floor tiles. The compass, north, south, east, west, and also the secondary uh, northeast, southeast, etc. In a literal compass design. But what does that mean? There was a saying, well, the the commonly held belief is that they probably got a big feng shui guy to work it. But also because, uh, seriously, maraming mga issues about, uh, there are many ghost stories about the old Assumption and old Ateneo. They probably balanced it out. Hmm. And the funny part was, when we were there, syempre, andun kami nung unang nagbukas ang Robinsons Manila. And ah, the, uh, yeah, and the, the boss, the boss of the organization just goes like, 
keep your eyes open. Of course, we all know what that meant. Ah, okay. Sige, game. And yun na nga, I was the first one to go like, you know, let's see it from above. So we go up to yung highest floor and we look down. It's like the fish design, right? Jesus Christ fish, yung, you know, yung simple yeah. lang na ganon. And then there's a dot in the middle. So it looks like eyes, gigantic eyes uh-huh. all over it. And then I go like yung central part, the old entrance, which is now the pass-through corridor to yung bagong side ng Robinsons Manila. But yeah. back then, it was the entrance. Bilog yun eh. If you notice that place is, ano, it's like a rounded area. We look there and it's like, ulul. We were all going like, ulul. There's a compass. Kitang kita from sikitaas. And then, one thing we noticed, no matter how parang chaotic yung design ng Robinsons Manila, you do not get lost. Yeah, that's true. It's like, it's, it's naturally ordered. Whereas, if you try to do that to Ayala, yung Ayala Glorieta, Mm-hmm. You get lost. Yep, that's you true. You utterly get lost. So, sabi nga namin, there's something, there's something keeping an inherent order in this because um, it's not just because sinasabi nga mga, I'm sorry, this already third eye as an application into symbolic places. Um, there are places like that talaga. For example, when you're talking about, for example, Kubao. Mm-hmm. Kubao is unusual because if you want to get lost in Kubao, all you have to do is wander. Right. You can. But if you are with focus and going through Kubao, you do not get lost. You know exactly where you are. That's true. But if you, if you decide to wander, the next thing you know, you're like going like, I didn't know there was this little shop here which had great, ano, yung mga ganon, yung, you, you suddenly mm-hmm. discover places. Like, it's a trick of mine when I go there and I don't want anyone to find me. I literally just decide to walk haphazardly for about 30 minutes and I'm somewhere. And then suddenly you just decide, I'll sit down here. No mm-hmm. one sees you. So there are places which are conducive to the third eye and its uh, practical applications when and uh, no, and other such. And I think that some some buildings and areas actually boost it. Some buildings and areas actually scramble it. Mm. And that's like um, another one which is notorious for me na parang ang gulo, magulo siya talaga, is I do not get lost in Green Hills. Green Hills for me is clear. I know where it is. Until mm-hmm. I hit the old area of the fountain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The old area of the fountain, which is like in the middle of the, the, where the Muslim traders are. Yeah. That, that, that old fountain. That place is for some reason chaotic. I have no idea why. You, the moment you hit that area, you have to reorient yourself. I, I know that the people are saying there will go like, no, 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 Richie. You're just, you're just not familiar with the fucking area. No, no. Uh, on the level of the third eye, there's something there. Parang mini lock in doon. Hmm. So there, there, there are. If you actually have your active, your third eye actively open, you're actually more prone to getting confused when you're walking around. That's right. why I, for people who don't want to, I actually think it's a good idea if you really don't want to. I, I, I have no problem with you saying ayaw, hmm. because I have to deal with some experiences which really annoy the hell out of me because my, I have my third eye open, like. Um, I don't know how we're going to say it because you know how it is. Um, malls don't like their, their names being mentioned, especially this particular mall. It's in Ortigas. It's large mm-hmm. and boxy looking. Mm-hmm. And the top floor there, you know, parang meron doon eh. I just don't know what. Because it's literally, there's like a big yawning space there. And you don't understand why. The energies are different than it is from the lower floors. 
you can say na, but there are not many people there. And I'm like going, not the way it is now. Their god darn chapel and their health center is there. And then, you know, for musicians, of course, the music shops are there. Mm-hmm. And then, ang dun, rin yung, ang dun rin yung mga tech shops na iba. Mm-hmm. Maraming tao doon. But suddenly, you count it. Every, I'm not sure what the interval is anymore. But there's an interval and suddenly things suddenly go quiet before they fill up with noise again. May parang rhythm And then, the other mall, which is right next to the intersection of Ortigas and Edsa, uh-huh. that mall naman is weird because, again, you cannot get lost. It's impossible to get lost there. And yet, if you think about it, there are many hidden corners where you can just sit down and no one will know where you are. Mm-hmm. But if you don't want to get lost, don't. I firmly believe that people with third eye help in either designing or unscrambling places like that. In other words, feng shui people. Mm-hmm. I, and that's how, there's a practical use to it. But again, there are some na talagang hopeless, seriously hopeless. Uh, for me, the most hopeless right now is hopeless in the sense na parang ano, ah, totally uninviting ang kanyang vibe. Again, it's in the in the Ortigas area. It's the one that is next to Shaw Boulevard Edsa. It's the older mall. Mm-hmm. It's the older mall on the north side road. Mm-hmm. Uh, no correction, the, the south side road. Mm-hmm. It's the older mall which looks like it's it's got irregular floor, uh, no, floor spacing. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. Partic- that particular mall is chaos. It's small. You're not supposed to get lost there. And you do. Parang you feel disoriented. I have no idea why. Seriously, I have none. Mm-hmm. And you know, other people, normal people will not be affected by this. But you know, stuff like that really annoys the running hell out of people like me. Whereas the other, the other nice mall, the one with the really nice food, yung, ano, yung, the higher class mall just across the street, yeah. the other corner. That's actually, it's actually not even scary. It's not even scary. Whoever did that is a genius. Sobrang hen yun niya. Until you walk into the new area. The new area is scary. I know what you the new mean. One. And see? See? Iba ang vibe nung gumawa yun or nag-prepare nyo. It just this feels the other so disjointed. Actually. Yes. Whereas the old one is actually well done. Yeah. The, the old one mm-hmm. is so, like you understand, it's neat, it's clean, you know where you are at all times. And then when you, when, you know, I, I went there when a lot of stuff wasn't open in the new part. And parang the moment you step into that area, you're like, ibang, ibang vibe, ibang feeling. Like, hindi siya as, yes. I wouldn't, I, I don't want to, maybe alive or like, Nisha as organized as the other part. But of course, I haven't mm. gone through the whole thing. It's just, it feels like a completely different space. You are correct. That's the thing. Now, that's the problem because people with third eye also align with, for want of a better term, ley lines and other such. Mm. And architecture, I hate to say it, really affects people with third eye. For some reason. There are some places that we really just utterly, incredibly hate or utterly will avoid for the simple reason of bad vibes. Yes. Yes. Like, or in some cases, we already know it's goddamn haunted. Last one that I will mention. It's this place where all the radio stations are. This building where all the radio stations are. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry, but that place is like multiple points of haunting. I don't know why. It seems to attract it. I don't it know why either. 
and I've been there during the daytime, as in high noon. And there's some, and there's still something happening. Yes, I know. It's unusual because I usually guested in mga champion the Halloween specials and the morning shows. Dude, it's eight o'clock in the morning, and when you're in there, you feel it. It's like, na money, ano ba? It's it's daytime. Can do you guys have like a, know some sort of BPO call center for ghostings in that area? Seriously. So there, you know exactly what I mean. So you, you don't want it? Yes. I will not blame you at all. Because one, if you do accept and you do decide to want to have the third eye, this is my, closing, my closing statement on the whole thing. Mm. The karma is that the fact that you are disturbed by many things. Mm. The karma of the fact is you just, like even this, huh? I hate to say it. Some people say I am, I am discriminating against insane people or people who have medyo me, me mental difficulties because literally my skin crawls. At, ano, the third eye is active even when looking at people, dealing with people. And I don't even know if a person has a mental, ano, mental difficulty problem, you know, maybe nagdadaanan, depression, mm. whatever. I sense it. Mm. And it's annoying as hell because I, I avoid. Mm. Because talagang nafe-feel ko yung chaos. I don't like doing that. I actually may want to help the person. Mm. Pero, because of the fact that this thing is open, holy crap, mas apektado ako. It is frankly annoying. And also, face it, any skeptic like right now who's going to listen to this, ano, to this show will think that Richie is incredibly frigging disturbed and insane. <laughs> <laughs> and I have learned to accept the fact. Pero the thing is, which is what is more insane is that I still have a skeptical side who's willing to accept this might all be mass hysteria. Right. So, sa akin, eh, given the choice, seriously, I don't, I, morally, ethically, I think I shouldn't shut down other people. But, I already made the, the, the contradictory choice that I've decided to shut it down for a very long time and I only, kumbaga, I only take it out of the bag for certain special occasions and then that's mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for taking it out of the bag yes. for us tonight. Um, sure, yeah. sure, sure. Richie, is there anything going on with you right now that you may want to share or like tell people about? Sure. Um, guys, uh, watch out. Well, most of you will be able to easily find me because I, know, I tend to be a bit... naman magyabangat sa being public figure, but I don't actually hide my presence on the net. Mm-hmm. So if you hear about this new comic book from a brand called Space Time, Space Time Warp. Uh, that's probably going to be me and my friends because we are planning to do some comic books. So uh, in the music side, uh, sad to say, if anybody still remembers me from my old band, I am so sorry, but we have decided to lie low until oh. all the kiddies grow up. Right. And then, but there, uh, we're planning comic books. If you hear me, Richie Ramos, yeah, that's probably me who's doing the comic books. If by chance it looks like they're also talking about ghosts, wow, really, don't be surprised. <laughs> and then finally, I am thinking about doing the usual tarot card stuff because, of course, the guy with the third eye open will be doing tarot card readings. Um, <laughs> I'm still fi- figuring that out, but again, if you see somebody who says, now, oh, look, it's a Richie Ramos who's reading cards for people. It's probably me. But I, these are all still de- dependent on the fact that, again, 
part of me is a self, ano, self-created skeptic. And I'm still thinking, is it actually viable as a business? Mm. <laughs> so right. there, things happening na mga kaganapan. I would normally say that watch out for like a Lego thing because I also do Lego or I also do Gundam and other such. But oh awesome. my God, this this quarantine. Oh, I, let's not call it a lockdown. That's a different you know, meaning there entirely. But oh my God, this quarantine. I cannot join toy exhibits and toy displays and conventions and show off stuff. Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> so there. So for now, you'll probably just be seeing me around in the toy communities and, uh, well, you know, trying to see if I can get readings done. So there you go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And this has been Grimcast Manila with your host, Antoinette. You can find more episodes on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and everywhere you find your podcasts. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Manila. Grimcast Manila is a podcast of creepy stories from around the metro and is produced, recorded, and distributed by Big Baby Studios. Find out more about the other shows on Big Baby at itsabigbaby.com or facebook.com slash bigbabystudios. We'll catch you next time.